everyone, Jeff here from BestTechie.com, and this is Techie Bytes episode 83. Today I'm speaking with Bianca Peinado, Clubhouse influencer and CEO at the Roadblock Foundation, which is an organization dedicated to helping fight cyberbullying. We discuss her initial impressions of Clubhouse, why she thinks Clubhouse is different from other social networks, whether Clubhouse is developing the next generation of creators, and how she plans to fight cyberbullying. Enjoy. I'm here with Bianca Peinado, the uh, CEO at the Roadblock Foundation, a foundation that helps fight cyberbullying, which I'm really excited about to talk a lot about. She's also a huge, huge megastar on Clubhouse, which she'll never admit, but she is. And uh, she's helped shaping the platform for the better. And I'm really excited to talk to her a lot about Clubhouse today. And um, so I just want to I just want to get started and jump right into it, Bianca. So tell me a little bit about uh, who you are and what you're building currently at the Roadblock Foundation and also on Clubhouse. All right. So in terms of the Roadblock Foundation, um, it was created in order to help those who have been bullied or cyber bullied and overcoming their hardships or whatever they've gone through and also to create solutions. So creating a healthier online environment and also helping empower different generations in the same way. Youth is what we're primarily focusing on first as whoever is bullied at such a young age is highly malleable and vulnerable and um, might not have a support network to help understand their situation or be there and understand how to help, which is definitely our goal, helping others. I love that. I love that. I'm really excited to kind of follow along in that journey. So how far along, I mean, you started the foundation when and 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 where and where are you now in the journey? Okay, so uh, we officially filed in about March of 2020. However, it's been a journey with the pandemic as everyone has gone through at least some kind of trial or tribulation. And we really want to focus on schools. So obviously schools are not really as open in different areas of the country regarding the different states. The principals are more focused on how to make sure to keep their children and their teachers and the principals and vice principals and everyone safe. So um, the last thing that they need is someone, especially in 2020, calling them up to tell them that uh, we would love to help your potential bullying problem, right? So there are programs that we are going to instill and that cannot be announced yet, but it will be announced. Um, I think that there's a lot of intellectual property and research that comes into these education and psychological based programs. So um, I will announce it eventually, but there are other pieces of work that we will be trying to do as well, not just those programs, but it is a big focus for me because a lot of times a cyberbullying nonprofit in the world or in the nation, they will focus on campaigning and getting celebrities to put some kind of cyber bullying, stop bullying and whatnot on a shirt and then film a video and then it's over and it happens once a year or they can have a centralized program that they have on their website and a curriculum and whatnot, but people will have to reach out to them. 
So what we're trying to do to differentiate that is to actually have hands-on work on the ground and try to help as time goes on, whether it's in schools or the parents or eventually we'll, we'll branch out to other generations and other programs. But that's the primary focus for now. And um, we're going to start fundraising soon. I think it was very tone deaf for a lot of the pandemic, but now we have vaccines available in our country at the least. And so things are going to get back to normal sooner than later. And we will definitely be able to do things in person soon. Um, obviously, the unknown of the futures is very clear uh, that we don't know, but like at least um, where I live in Florida, there is some kind of timeline of when everyone um, will be vaccinated or has the option to be or that things are open and schools are definitely open. Um, so in the future, whenever that is at the end of the year or early next year, um, these programs are hopefully going to be instilled in at least one school or two. Um, that's my goal. I but love thank it. You for asking. No, that's amazing. That's really, really incredible. And I, I have so many more questions and we'll get to, I want to talk more about cyberbullying, but I, I also want to talk a little bit about clubhouse right now because we're both on it. It's super hot. There's a ton of people who are really, really, really into the app and who, those who are like, taking it to the next level level by being creators on the app, by starting rooms and things like that. And you are one of those people. And I'm curious, how did you find out about the app in the first place? Cause I, I don't think I've ever asked you this and who nominated you and, and how did you know them? How did you find out about the app? Okay. Fun question. So I also work at a startup as a director of marketing for an entertainment show called primetime VC. And it's a show where, investors debate each other on trending tech and financial news and some of the investors that have been featured on the show are world-renowned or nationwide um, highly sought after venture capitalists or top investors in general whether it's angel etc so um, with that being said the ceo or one of the co-founders of primetime vc nominated me we had a strategy meeting with someone from a major uh, production media company and um, they helped us strategize once and I overheard her say yeah I met Tyler on Clubhouse and I was like like after the meeting I texted Tyler <laughs> I, was like, I think I've seen articles on how exclusive that is like hey what's up with Clubhouse can I he's like yeah I'll send you an invitation shortly whatever and absolutely no one in our hometown of Tampa Bay was talking about it. Like barely anyone's on it unless it's for professional reasons, like outside of my community of yeah. friends. Um, and I've tried to get some friends on it. I have one friend who's like seeing the light of how amazing it is right now. But some of my other friends are just not like the networking type to really get into it. Yeah. Um, I like, I'm like you, Jeff, like I live for networking. I live for meeting new people and especially with us, like the tech ecosystem, it's just like a hobby. Right. Um, no, that's how it feels. People, they don't like it. No, I've had, I've had very similar ish, uh, issues with my friends, like my, my in real life friends where I got a couple of them on the app, but like, they are not really like sticking to it. Like they, like one of my friends would, would, he wouldn't talk in rooms. He would just listen. And I, I get that, but like, but he would never want to jump in. And like, so I think there's definitely going to be different kinds of users on this app. 
uh, and, and and we're kind of probably they're probably already 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 seeing that in their in their data. But there are probably people who are never on stage at all. Um, and that's kind of fascinating to me because they're kind of just like flies on the wall <laughs> listening in on the conversation. I hope they're getting value from it. But at the same time, it's like I wish, you know, you would love to kind of connect with those people. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I'm curious now. I want to move a little bit to you. So you got the invite because I originally was supposed to get an invite from someone and then they they kind of like. They didn't send it. You know, Josh Constein, uh, who hosts the rooms here on Clubhouse, uh, with, and he had like, um, fate, he had he had Zuckerberg and uh, and uh, Daniel Eck on stage with him one time recently. Anyway, so he, he was supposed to send me an invite, but he never did. I was like, dude, what the? And then a few weeks later, I got an invite from a friend of mine, Melanie Diesel, who invited me to the app. And I, I, I jumped at that opportunity. So I totally feel you on that. I, I heard a lot about it prior to getting on the app. And I was like, how big a deal could this really be? But then I got on the app and I realized, wow, it's actually, it's pretty fucking cool. Like this app has the potential to do a lot of really great things, I think. So that's where I want to go right now, uh, which is what were kind of your initial thoughts when you joined the app? Initial thoughts. Okay, hold on. I have to go so far back in time because of all the rooms that I've hosted, like whether it's every single day or the fun rooms at night, like I don't even know, like three days ago feels like two weeks ago. It does. In, in the amount of rooms that you and I have hosted or I've been on on my friends. So hold on. So first experience. I have two very distinct ones. One being my friend Jackie, who actually is trying to get back on. She was in one of the rooms I host and she was I, I put her as a moderator and she kind of like saw the beauty and like the the kinds of discussions <laughs> that we have um, and the authentic looking for authentic and genuine people on Clubhouse Room, right? However, we both like got on the phone, we're like, should we start a room? And then I started the room. And it had no topic. I didn't know that you couldn't change it to have a topic <laughs> after. And we were like, what now? And I remember us having a conversation with like a producer and, and an activist who did documentaries, worked with Congress and all this stuff. I met Sylvester Long, who is both of our really good friends now. Love Sylvester. Um, he's a day one from the app. In fact, he was my accountability partner, like my first or second day trying to get me to go to sleep at 4 a.m. Um, and then... The other experience, which is not so hot, um, was the millionaire, billionaire, mm -hmm. gazillionaire, trillionaire rooms with people that were not my style. So I had to find the beauty of like finding friends in very tiny rooms. And then I saw like meeting people from across the world just jumping in the rooms was so like crazy cool. Me and Jackie, I mean, Jackie and I, like, we thought it was cool, but we still were confused. And my second biggest memory was meeting Chris Chang, um, who's the founder of Tech Talks, and that is the number three biggest club on Clubhouse right now, um, in a tech mixer. So it was really cool to see him, like, go through hundreds of people in the crowd. Just Chris is dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. He was asking them what they do and like what they wanted to share about tech and whatnot. And his club is called Tech Talks. And my series of panel discussions I held in person with tech founders and VCs and accelerator programs is called CEO Tech Talks. So I told him about it and um, <laughs> he ended up saying like, I'll give you a follow. Like, 
reach out to me on LinkedIn. And we did, we had a Zoom and now we're really good friends. So all of those memories combined are my first weekend on Clubhouse, which has a lot of highs, but um, a lot of memories and good friends I still have right now. So I, I'm happy that my experience was somewhat amazing. That's a, that is amazing. I'm really glad to hear that because because I actually just checked our profiles. And if, if you check both of our profiles in the app, we both joined on the same day. I don't, I don't, I don't know if we, we might've crossed paths on the same, on that day, January 15th, that fateful day. But I don't know if we did, we definitely did soon after if it wasn't on that day. I don't remember <laughs> either. And a funny story actually. Um, so my club, Florida Entrepreneurs, um, which we're hosting, simulcasting this room, this podcast episode in right now, which is awesome. Um, I co-founded with my friend who I met on the app, Nick Manaki, and I, but I don't, we don't know where, where on the app or the context and how we met. All I, the first really time I remember talking to Nick was after we had met on Clubhouse and we had scheduled a Zoom call. That's like the first interaction I truly remember. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, I don't know how, how that how, how that happens, but it, this app moves extremely high. fast. Yeah, it is crazy. So I, I'm curious now. Now we've been on the app now for what, like three months, almost, well, almost actually. And um, how have your feelings kind of evolved over the past few months, from like the initial, wow, this is incredible, to was there any kind of dip in that? Was how did you feel, kind of going through the past three months? So another part I didn't mention on the first weekend on Clubhouse or perhaps the second weekend, there was a lot of weird like Clubhouse influencer drama, like literally putting titles on rooms, throwing shade at like very specific like marketing type influencers on the app and continuing a room trashing someone to the next day. So like a 24 hour Clubhouse influencer a dramatic show of mm. like trying to ruin people's lives, saying how horrible they are all for like 24 hours. When I went to sleep, I texted my friend and was like on clubhouse. I was like, what is this? And then they told me all like the gossip cause they're, they were on way longer than me. And then like the second day I woke up, I was like, this is still going on. And it's funny cause I know at least some of the people that were like talking about the drama now, um, it actually happened to be like my friend's room, like my friends on Clubhouse, their room was hijacked by some of those influencers. And it actually started like these Clubhouse influencer people had heard that like my friends were kind of saying like, you know, this app is like hard because you have a lot of scamming, scamming people and, and whatnot. And like someone from the audience was like, yeah, it's this person, this person, this person. And then those people came in, hijacked the room. And that's the whole 24 hours of the drama. I'm actually That's friends nuts. with the people now um, who had started the room just like looking. I think it had something to do with finding genuine people, honestly. Um, it wasn't ex the exact title, but it was just like looking for like it, I don't remember. But it was something like they were they had good intentions and then their room was hijacked and then it's stuck out. So that was very interesting for me. And it fits into what I'm about to tell you with my experience. I saw firsthand how someone's life could be ruined in seconds. You create a room about someone. Um, that person ended up to be suspended off the app for a bit. And they're like a very notoriously famous name around the app. And so I thought about it and was like, who are these people? Why are they talking like this? And what's going on? 
Um, so since then, I've had really high dopamine rushes of meeting people like you, Jeff. Awesome, amazing, incredible people. Like, I consider, like, Angus, like, a brother to me. Um, I love Angus. Like, Misha. <laughs> yeah, Angus is, is dope. Um, Misha's, like, a sister to me. And uh, Murella from the older days, yep. like she, she was the older days. I love that. <laughs> yeah, what two months ago? Um, yeah, no, she, she was like, a, she's like a sister, like off the app. So there's people like that. And I'm like, wow, like we're having sleepovers for seven hours. Like <laughs> we fall asleep in rooms sometimes and wake up like what the fuck happened. Um, and then you have like the low lows and I've had those really, really bad where someone just makes you feel bad in an instant, your mood is like so depressed. And so it's like horrifying when, when something bad happens. Yeah. So I've had someone, um, um, like I've, I've experienced the craziest of crazy personalities that I never thought in this world I'd have to deal with in ways that I can't get rid of them. Like I can't let, like, I can't even get them away from my friends who they've hurt. Um, and that, and, and that's okay. Like there are people out there in the world and they can like live their lives and, you know, I send them love. But when you can't, when you're on this application, you can't get away and you know that they're like emotionally abusing other people, sometimes women, it's like very scary. And, um, I never thought I'd have to go through that. But on the great side, I was featured in an article. I think it was my first month on Clubhouse. Um, Someone found me, a reporter, his name's Jordan. He found me and apparently on his first three days in Clubhouse, he he wrote in the article that he was following me around because he thought my rooms would be great. And so he featured me on an article for the room I do. And it was a positive feature in Disrupt Magazine, and that was also really cool. So there's highs, right? And then there's lows. So I'm blessed for the opportunities, Jeff, to meet people like you and the people I mentioned and um, interview incredible tech founders. I know we both have our own thing going on with that. There's a lot of good, but the lows feel so bad. Um, right. But I'm no, so blessed. I, yeah, I, I, I totally can, uh, can understand that. And I feel like... I mean, this is why I really wanted to talk to you. And I think because you have a, like a really unique perspective on the app, um, considering you've gained a pretty subs- you know, pretty nice size following in such a, in, a, in a three short months. I mean, you already have over 13 and a half thousand followers, which is pretty incredible. Uh, obviously, what you say is resonating with people. Uh, and I and for me, like I can say that when I first met you, I thought just the way you spoke the i could tell you when you like i could tell that you were super passionate about what you were saying and that to me passion is like what translates into like this person is like serious about what they're doing like if if, I, if you cuz people can just talk and talk and talk but if they, you don't sound enthusiastic about it if you don't sound like there's passion in your voice like you truly care about what you're saying um then it just is, comes off as very fake and that's actually one of the things about this app that I want to talk to you about because I think this app has the, has really big potential. I know there are a lot of rooms now on, on this app uh, that uh, talk about this clubhouse dying. And I'm curious, have you seen any of those at any of those rooms? Yeah, uh, of course. And I've had conversations with people where they think they're the know-it-alls and they honestly have a lot of credibility off the app and what they do for a living. And I straight up am like, no, and I'll tell you why, if you want to know, but I don't think it's dying 
in the sense that it will die forever. And I don't think that its competitors have anything on Clubhouse in terms of what it offers and how. And um, I could tell you if you want. Yeah, to I, I, I certainly want to know. So let me frame it up so that we have a, something we can we can work with. So why do you think, first of all, Clubhouse is such a powerful app? And 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 once you and once we answer that, how is it different from other social networks, in your opinion? So, what makes it special, I believe, is the first part to that question. Is there's a lot. Um, let me let me formulate this one. So, first of all, I get to meet people instantly from any place in the world, from any city, just chiming in on a conversation that we can start a room and host. We can be in someone else's room. Um, I would say this part is really cool. So a lot of my friends that I've met on the app are some form of a, pu a public figure, celebrity, and, you know, a TikTok star, a social media star, a YouTube star, uh, famous DJs, uh, you know, hip hop artists, all of that. And it's so weird. A UFC fighter. I wonder if AJ is going to hear this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of that. And I don't know them in that way at all. Like, I know them I know what as you mean. who they are. Um, and it's funny. Sometimes, like, they're really quirky. And we know them as, like, part of our friend group of, like, these things that are really awesome. Or they're really good friends. Or they have a big heart. They do this, like, amazing thing on Clubhouse to influence other people positively. And when you think about it, if I would have known them, like, their fans know them when they pop in rooms, I wouldn't have even guessed. Um so being able to be connected to people, not only that you would have never had exposure to outside of the application, but people like that, or people maybe I've heard on my Spotify playlist that I would have never thought like seven years later, we'd be like homies, you know, it's right. pretty cool. No, but it is really that, cool. Yeah. It's the ability to make a positive influence and help others at any time of the day, anywhere in the world. And what differentiates it? Um, you know, one of the... Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I, no, no, I also wanted to just build on what you were saying, because I think one of the great things about Clubhouse is the fact that as it turns out, the voice is a super powerful tool for communication. Like who would have freaking thought that, you know, we've been spending so much time online uh, the past 10, 15 years typing into a screen and then anyone can read it in any context they like. And like, there's no, you don't know how that person said the thing. You don't know the intention behind it. You don't know anything. There's, you know, they just kind of put it out there in the ether and it's just, you can't, if there's, sar if there's sarcasm, you can't tell in many instances. And I think that an app like this, it turns out this is what's kind of been missing, right? Like, would you agree with that? Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah, a hundred percent. And in my own life, so not only have I been quarantined and locked down for literally a year now, I moved out of my apartment like end of uh, March, early April. So this time last year, we all we all know what happened. But I've been in my house protecting like my sister and um, she just had my niece. So she, they, uh, my mom uh, and my dad are over the age of 60 and my sister has an autoimmune disease. So long story short, I prioritize my family. I wanted to stay safe for them and be conservative. But in Florida, as you know, we've been open since July. So <laughs> yeah. And and we all like that's fine and everything. And my friends and my my best friends have been out to like anywhere. Um, there's people that have been traveling. They've been 
partying and having a great time. You know, they've been able to live their lives and I personally have not. So after I don't, when I joined, I don't know, we were like nine, 10 months in of my quarantine and I was like deprived of human connection (laughs) and contact for so long that this app is like the biggest blessing to me. So a lot of people don't really realize like, why does she spend so many hours on the app? Like, yeah, I have four jobs. Um, and I obviously don't host my rooms entirely by myself. I have lovely people like you to help co-host, but I can't, you can't even understand the euphoric emotional energy of, for me personally, thinking I was like never going to make it through this very depressed, um, really missing my best friends and my friends and life, um, to be able to meet all these incredible people that I can literally talk to at any time of day. And it's also weird, the last thing I'll say, how sometimes you get to know these people better than you would IRL. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, you spend seven hours a day or like, you know, you have a room that you host with them for three hours and whatnot. Then you pop into a room at night with them and you spend four hours. You can like stay up all night with them and you're hearing (laughs) them talk constantly. There's nothing else you can do but listen and talk and converse. Meanwhile, let's say you meet a friend at a brunch or a bar or whatnot, and then like you'll see them one hour next month or like then you'll see them one hour maybe biweekly or whatever, two hours, three hours and three months. But it's not the same. I mean, we all know intimate details about each other that sometimes I wonder if our best friends even know, like the quirkiest, the the weirdest things. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I totally it's a it's a different it's a different level of friendship. It's actually really it's like a new kind of friendship i in fact um that actually brings up a good point because it actually builds on one of the things i wanted to say which was i think this app has truly brought the human element to social networking and it makes it clear how glaring of a hole that has been i mean i can't i go back and i use twitter now and i'm like what am i even doing here this is not nearly as good um face forget facebook no one uses facebook anymore (laughs) Um, and like, tick, I mean, there's TikTok, but how, when was the last time you were on TikTok? Funny story. <laughs> I feel the same way. No, no, no. I, I used to spend hours on the for you page. Obviously it's brilliant algorithmic system where they calculate on TikTok how long you spend watching a video, which ones you like, which ones you pop off immediately to then cater towards your love and liking and passion so all of a sudden your for you page is like everything you've ever wanted to know about whether it's animal videos and whatnot um, informational knowledge sharing however uh what's really cool about clubhouse is that i've met some people that i'm now friends with um who've been on my for you page and i get to like be friends and like that's awesome they're like they're fr- they're actual friends that I can like call up or text or whatnot or go meet up with when I'm in LA, and that's a very weird thing. What also is weird is some people that are TikTok stars that I didn't know about or didn't see on my for you page. Um, the only time I've gotten on uh, TikTok to watch is to watch what their videos are about. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, you have a million plus followers on TikTok, like. It took me two months sometimes to see like what their work was after being friends, but I looked at it and I'm just like, oh, that's what you're about, okay? Like, <laughs> some people have funny impersonation videos. Um, some people are just really funny. Some people are like known for knowledge sharing. 
So that's been really cool about Clubhouse, meeting the people that are TikTok stars yet not even needing to go on TikTok to, to really like uh, use it to pass the time because Clubhouse is now the replacement. Right. Yeah. I'm standing in line somewhere or I'm driving in the car. I'm on Clubhouse and I'm listening in on conversations. And it sounds like to me that you think like me that the that this app is not really a bolt-on feature but actually the real benefit is the fact that it's built audio first as opposed to other apps which need to add something onto their existing platform which i think actually hurts it's not just because they have a user base doesn't necessarily mean that that user base is interested in that that thing or that um or that you know, it'll even be as good of an experience because they're building, you know, from from a legacy architecture. You know, they're building a, from a legacy technical debt and code that they have to work with. Meanwhile, Clubhouse is completely fresh, and I think I think that's a huge thing. I'm curious if you if you agree with that, and any any other thoughts on that? Yes. So, in other platforms, we're just going to talk about Instagram. What does really <laughs> well on Instagram, obviously, is superficial aspects of how we display our best lives like these luxury things these instagram stars are forced and we've heard about it and i'll get into this are forced to put their best photo get a photo shoot done and and pick from a thousand photos of their best photo and it's all about image and all about what people want to see in our eyes but the truth is do people really want to see um, when they're scrolling through Instagram, people living their best lives at every capacity, every single person that they're scrolling through, their Instagram story, their photos, it it does affect people's mental health. And there's a lot of studies on that. But what's really interesting about Clubhouse is I get to hear Instagram stars or TikTok stars talk about the hardships and the mental health uh, aspects of that kind of form of social media content. So on Clubhouse, they talk about how they love just being themselves and having to like getting to meet people, friends, sometimes fans who give them a different perspective, but also they can be their authentic self on clubhouse, just chitting or chatting. Um, sorry. And <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, uh, they on TikTok and Instagram have to be someone they really aren't and, and someone they appear to be that they also want to inform their fans isn't always perfect. I love seeing when, when our friends from clubhouse, post their authentic selves, whether telling people. My friend the other day, she lives in LA. She put, um, by the way, guys, that was a heavy Instagram filter and like called herself out with the same <laughs> selfie she took. I think and I saw I that. Was, I think I saw that. Yeah, it yeah. was so cool. Cause I'm like, wow, someone in LA who's an IG influencer, like legit just told her fans that she filtered her stuff. They want to like, they want you to see them as human. But on Clubhouse, like, I just really love it. Like, you get to chat with people, find out more about them, and just have really positive and experiences and influence others in the most positive of ways. So I know that, like, the Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube influencers that are on Clubhouse really love uh, being able to be themselves here. Absolutely. And I, I just want to add, by the way, we are simulcasting at the live while we record the episode on clubhouse under the Florida entrepreneurs um, club. So if you're listening and you like what we're doing, looks like Bianca left the room, but that's okay because I am still streaming it live um, through every, every word that she says is being picked up. Uh, 
she, um, meanwhile, she's scrambling, but that's okay. We we still love Bianca. So anyway, uh, Bianca, I have I want to move on to a different topic uh, about you know creators a little bit, um, because we all know that there are other clubhouse inspired features that are being developed by other social networks. We kind of alluded to that just before. And one of the, you know, one of the questions I have for you is, do you plan to move over to another platform or are you going to be staying on clubhouse and, and building your audience here? Because this is where you, you, you want to invest your time. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, but I'm also going to highlight that it's always important from a marketing perspective to diversify. So if Twitter Spaces comes out out of their beta and Facebook comes up with their audio platform, they've already shown how the user interface is going to look like. If they come out with their own platforms, I'm not leaving Clubhouse to go solely on their platforms. I think it's very wise, for, especially for influential figures, whether you're a celebrity, you're famous on Twitter, you're famous on Facebook, why not interact? But they're a highly different experience. Clubhouse started as audio only, and it also is doing things that other applications are not, like um, monetizing with tipping. You and I both got the feature yesterday in beta. Um, Facebook and Twitter have been famous, notorious to the world, for using your information for advertisement purposes through that monetization. We don't have ads yet on Clubhouse. Our experience isn't ruined by advertisements yet. Um, I don't know if they're ever gonna do that. However, even if they did, I still met my besties and my friends and my sister brother-like people on Clubhouse. I'm not leaving Clubhouse from talking to them to go on Twitter spaces in order to have a room about some tweet because it's, <laughs> Because it's as as you've you've tested in beta, Twitter Spaces is based on you can like pan a tweet and everyone can talk about the tweet. That's a whole different audience of people who use Twitter than it is from the users on Clubhouse who started out making friends, talking about professional things, knowledge sharing, influencing others positively, talking about um, mental health. It's so huge on the app, mental health like conversations that are amazing and destigmatize like absolutely everything about mental health in ways that people are so comfortable sharing. I and agree. Facebook audio, like, I don't know. I don't, that's, well, no one really knows what that's going to look like yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. And I think that, you know, I think what I, what I, what I think is happening is clubhouse is actually developing the next generation of creators, so to speak. And I think what's happening is that, and I've said this before in a blog post. So if you, yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to jump back in time to write that. I, to, when I wrote that, I thought Mark Zuckerberg and Sheryl Sandberg should step down from Facebook and let someone else take over because they are the old guard of social media. And as smart as Zuck is, I just don't think he's the future. And I've said this before, and I, I think you've heard me say this before. So, <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, what's happening here is bigger than I think some people are, are seeing. And I think the guys behind the app, Paul, Rohan, Anu, um, 
this is not their first rodeo. They've built these social apps before. So I'm really curious kind of if you, what you think on your, on your views in terms of social creators and kind of the next, uh, you know, could this app be bigger than Facebook at some point? Cause that's what I kind of am thinking. <laughs> um, well, first of all, I personally, Bianca Peinado, am not calling for any Facebook employees <laughs> to step down. Highlighting that, okay, uh, whether or not we agree on that, um, I'm just saying Bianca Peinado does not say that. <laughs> However, um, is it the next generation of um, a strong platform? Yeah, is it the next generation of like is it do you think like this is the next generation of social media like the next the next 10 years 15 years are going to be based on I hope so. Also um the future of Clubhouse in the words of Damon John who actually on my first weekend I heard on the app say this, he believes personally that the app is going to go IPO. Now if you think about it and you know Horowitz, you know the like Andreessen, you know um everything about A16Z and you think about all the people who've sort of revealed that they've invested in Clubhouse. Of course, we don't know who's leading. Uh, we know who's leading the rounds, but we don't know who's included in the funding, right? That's obviously some information we're not privy to. However, those are brilliant people. Look at A16Z's portfolio. They have exits, they have IPOs beyond belief. They are like masters in, the, in their craft. And then you've got both founders who have tech experience. They've been down this road before. They're not Instagram founders who sold too early because they they were, you know, told. I, I'm not sure exactly what the influence there was, but they sold early, right? Yep. Why wouldn't venture capitalists who have experience with exits and IPOs, why wouldn't they keep holding on to make it the biggest and best platform of our generation for now? Why yeah. would they fail? How would they fail? Who would let them fail? These are <laughs> extremely knowledgeable, experienced, and wise, strategic, like masters of their craft. So with that being said, I don't see why they wouldn't. Personally, my opinion, I don't see why they wouldn't eventually go IPO. I can't make predictions. Please don't take financial advice from me. I personally am not speaking on any organization um in any capacity but my own belief system is why not make multi-billions from a platform that is revolutionizing our generation the way that we speak to each other last thing i'll say is like we hear all these controversial topics on the news of the things that people fight about we get to talk about them on this application and i've literally seen in a room people change their minds this is a way that is incredible yeah, have you not? I no, I I have, and I, I have seen it, and 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 I th I think that's what that's what kind of goes back to me what I was saying before about this app this app humanizes. So it's not just that you're on one side and I'm on the other. We're both humans here. We're both just trying to understand each other. And I think when you talk to someone through voice, that comes across much better than over text, where you can like where you can write something, you can sound like an asshole. But you don't actually mean to, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, you're just trying to understand a person in it. And I think through voice, definitely. I see, you, like, you were smiling, so I, I guess you're agreeing with that. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, I, I just think it's a really awesome form of communication. And I stand by that. 
The only thing I'll say is I do understand the mental health aspects of it not being as positive with the friends that I've had. You have to, in, okay, if you want to have it, an experience on the app and you just want to have fun with your friends, have conversations, just enjoy listening to the more professional aspects of the application to learn in your career, or you just want to sit in on someone like Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk speaking when they come on the app. That's really cool and all. However, if you build a following because people like what you have to say, all of a sudden you become this quote-unquote influencer. And I've seen it really hurt my friends who've now left the app, who will hopefully be on again and like roam the app, but not hosting their own rooms. I've seen the dark side. I think you have to be a really strong individual to handle the darkness um, in order to use your positive influence to to create the light and, and yeah. keep the light shining because it's hard um so if you want to be some kind of quote-unquote influencer if you will on this application i don't really particularly love that that name but i do believe that there are opportunities with a big following to make an influence in other people's lives uh it's going to be hard and if you're listening um, and you're on Clubhouse, I definitely welcome you to contact me if you ever have a really hard time or you find a bully that you can't shake, a cyber bully, obviously, um, someone who harasses you. I will be there for you as a support network. I will stand up for you and I will try and connect you with people who are amazing, positive influences so that you have at least someone on Clubhouse that you can rely on and, and just be in safe spaces with. And, and hopefully get you out of that darkness. Because I know some of my friends and I personally did not have that until we met each other. And we've all gone through like a cycle of friends that we had from the beginning of the app that might not have been our friends by now, three months later, but we have each other. And I wanna highlight that, that like there are really great things that come off this app and really great friends like you. Thank you, Bianca. You are a great friend to me as well. I'm really glad that we met and that uh, we're able to host this episode live on Clubhouse under the Florida Entrepreneurs Club. If you like what we're doing, please give the club a follow. You can click the green house. This is how you reset a room, by the way, in Clubhouse. And we'll have to, <laughs> we, we should have spent some time on Clubhouse terminology, but that's okay. Uh, get on the app and you'll, and you'll learn all you need to know. Uh, I have a couple questions before we get to the lightning round, and I'm really excited for that because that'll be a lot of fun. I guarantee it. Um, so, First question that I have about, uh, you know, we started going into this just now, but what are some of the best tips you have to get the most out of this app? Because, like, clearly you're getting a lot out of it, I w it sounds like. <laughs> so I would, I would be curious to know, like, what, like, what is, how does Bianca view, uh, you know, using the app? Like, what do you do? What are best practices or things you like to do to get the most out, out of the app? I think you have to be extremely intentional in the spaces you create and the ones that you enter in. So um, I've seen some really crazy things on my hallway the last two days where I look down at the explore page and I see people arguing over stuff that's like extremely controversial and scary. And if you were to just like go into that room as a listener, your name is still in that conversation. Be intentional about the spaces you enter. Also be very careful with the people you associate with in your spaces and who you allow to moderate with you because that's considered an endorsement of absolutely everything that that person does on the app or off the app. However, positive stuff, um, creating your own rooms is a really big way on building a community. 
some people see that as a quote unquote following. I'm not interested in numbers of followers in a way that's like, that is my life on the app and building that is the only thing I want to accomplish. I personally want to help as many people as I can. I talk about that a lot. My worst fear is dying before I can help the people I want to help in the world that I've dreamt of helping since I was a child. So that is my primary goal. The other fun stuff that comes out of it and this like monetization tipping feature, fine, that's cool. That's an added bonus. But meeting people like you all, um, I see a lot of my friends on Clubhouse right now, the good friends that I have, meeting people like them, that is the highlight of my entire 12 months that I've been locked down. Meeting friends, creating spaces to make a difference, changing people's mind in a positive way, um, helping others, all these mental health topics. I just, that's literally my goal. I want to help as many people to the best capacity and the best that I can. And that is my centralized primary focus. And I mean that with every bone in my body. I truly just want to help people. The other stuff is an added bonus and it's just fun. I love that. And I know, and I know you truly mean it because I know some of the work that you do, um, which is phenomenal, especially some of the work you do with Jeff Hoffman, uh, your mentor. So I'm really excited uh, that to have you on again. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that real quick um, before we move on to the next question or? Sure. Okay. okay. So um, from what I can speak on, Jeff Hoffman is a dear friend. So he is part of the team that was around to help create Priceline.com, Booking.com. Um, he helped a lot of other multi-billion-dollar industries, private, uh, multi-million, public. He also is a Grammy and Emmy award-winning producer, and he is a dear friend to me and an amazing mentor. But most of all, a friend, a good person, a good human who helps others out of the goodness of his heart. Um, he spends a lot of time doing charity work. So, with that being said. I'm helping him build his personal charity initiatives called World Youth Horizons. Part of World Youth Horizons is the Vumbala Ugandan Youth Home. It's a non-governmental organization in Uganda. And then another aspect of that is the umbrella uh, um, initiative called World Youth Horizons, which helps kids in impoverished areas of our country and he's helped like fly them out to see things like Silicon Valley and Warner Brothers Studios to see how they can potentially one day have some kind of success based on working hard in the future. Um, and, and that's been his personal charity initiative. So I thought that was amazing. I've always asked him like, how can I help you? Can I do something to help you? Cause he's so helpful to everyone across the world. And he finally took me up on it one day. He said, are you sure? I said, yes, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and so we're working on that. Uh, I can't get into details of how we're doing that, but he's an amazing human. Uh, if you want to search on Jeff Hoffman, you should search on YouTube or TED Talks, um, Jeff Hoffman and, and all the information I provided about him. You will not regret it. I mean, the man has spoken to- I can confirm. Members. Yeah, I've I've spoken to him thanks to Bianca. Bianca brought him on Clubhouse, and I was like, "This man is a genius." First of all, second of all, he's incredibly like 
just incredibly caring and 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 he's like you can he has empathy and like he's a real person like and he has been through so many different things you can tell like his story he has a story for everything so, <laughs> bianca can probably uh confirm that so that I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that you were able to connect with him yeah last thing i'll say about him is something that will stick with me and i hope uh, others who have attended his events he he a lot of the time talks about and this fits into the charity initiative Who's, what are people going to say at your funeral? And that I, I definitely carry with me. Like for me personally, I know that um, I want people to have positive things to say about how I help them and not anything about success, money, career, like the superficial things. I want people to say like, Bianca helped me in this little tiny way or some hopefully instrumental way one day. That's what I care about, and that's his message, and I really love it. Awesome, awesome. All right, so before we get to the lightning round, I also want to I want to talk about um, I want to talk a little bit about Clubhouse and cyberbullying because obviously that goes back to the original thing we started talking about when we when we started the episode, uh, and obviously with your Roadblock Foundation, that's a core a core thing that you're that you're focusing on, and I know that you mentioned that you're trying to you know start at the school level, which I think is really smart. And, um, but I'm curious, like what, what can the club, what can clubhouse itself? And then the community on clubhouse people like you and me and everyone else that's in the room, what can they do, um, to help prevent cyberbullying? And, and so I guess that's my question. Okay. In the words of Monica Lewinsky in her Ted talk, you, you guys have to look it up, uh, be an upstander. So an upstander is someone who is not a bystander, bystander meaning you're watching the bullying happen and you're doing nothing about it, which can sometimes be a form of almost supporting the abuser, right? Um, an upstander is someone that can also be a positive influence in a private way, whether it's DMing someone you saw get bullied on this application and trying to help them that way by being a, just giving them a compliment or saying, hey, I stand by you, I don't think that was right, whatnot. However, um, I think it, it takes a lot of people gathering together to understand who the bullies are on the application and not publicly, not publicly announce their names in any way, shape or form, but privately kind of ex share experiences and not, not, don't be scared to. Um, you will have advocates, you might have some adversaries, it's fine, but at the same time, we all need to know like who's hurt who. And if it's 30 plus people, that person might not be someone that we as friends and a support network want to associate with. So don't be afraid to tell your best friends on this app or your good friends or just build a support system together so that you can be protected when it does come to bullying. I have a lot of friends I'm looking at right now who've literally heard something happen to me and pulled us all into a private room to collectively brainstorm how we're going to help me, other people, other friends all come together and create solutions. That's the best thing you can do in terms of a support network. And in terms of actions, action items, if you know about a bully or someone who's harassed, whether you've seen it or you know about it privately, please don't associate with them. Like, don't be seen as an endorsement when you're moderating with them. Be intentional about the spaces you go to with those people. You can do whatever you want on this application. You can associate with bullies that you know about. You can associate with people who target other people. Fine. That's your choice. 
But if you have some kind of moral compass where bullying doesn't align with your values, then maybe you should think twice about the spaces you go into with people you know act cruelly towards others. I really think that's great advice. Uh, I, I highly encourage everyone to take heed of that. And uh, I, I, I think, you know, it's funny because, you know, in this app, um, everyone talks about, you know, DMing people and like and stuff. And I, and I think like the fact that uh, I'm sorry, everyone talks about I was talking about how it has that human element. And I think while that human element can be really positive in the ways we described it also can be negative in the ways that we that you were talking about and i and unfortunately you know when we're dealing with this and uh it's all about you know we uh, my wife always comes up with com- comes to tell me about the word balance and how like without good without bad there can't be good and things like that and and i think you know i think that's true and i think that you know People like you, Bianca, um, make the space so much brighter than some of the people who can detract some of that light can make it darker. You know what I mean? So, like, I I, I appreciate you in, uh, and everything that you do. So, um, so with that, you made it through all the entire conversation. Um, I, you did great. And I'm really excited that we had you here. So now we have the lightning round. And then we're going to open up. Uh, she's And then she, we're going to open up the room to conversation afterwards without... Uh, with uh with Bianca. So Bianca, when you're ready, you let me know and we'll get started with the lightning round. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Definitely ready. All right, first question. Which celebrity would you most like to have a meal with? Okay. Um BB Rexa. Nice. I like a few of her songs. Why why why'd you pick her? She's super down to earth from what it seems. And I have a friend who can confirm they are apparently close family friends, which it makes me so relieved because there's a lot of celebrities I've found out about more recently that aren't who they say they are. So BB seems to be really awesome. Dope. I've loved her music for years and years now. Never seen her live, but almost did a few times back when she was um, coming into Tampa and going to smaller venues but yeah, I love her. She she seems like a good-hearted person. Lastly, specifically, she called out a designer for telling her that she wasn't the right size to be fitted for an award show. Wow, and that's awesome. I think it was because she was a size eight, even though she's gorgeous. Her body's amazing. I thought that was really brave and awesome. That is brave and awesome, and I, and more people should do that. And I don't know why we body shame uh, like that, especially like. I, what's what's like i don't know anything about dress sizes so i'd imagine that that is slightly larger than what they say you're supposed to be yeah who even knows at this point <laughs> I hope our generation revolutionizes that because that cannot that cannot stay yeah size double zeros and twos can't be the future of our world we are all not double zeros and we need to come to terms with that and I know that there are people trying to disrupt the industry and innovate and also just change it in that way to make magazines, fashion shows walk like any, any way um, to look more like real people. And so hope it changes one day. Love that. All right. What do you like to do on a rainy day? It is actually a really <laughs> rainy day. 
Um, the lightning here and the thunder actually like rumbled my whole house. However, uh, nap, nap, chill, read, learn, definitely stay in bed and do all those things. Yeah. Love that. All right, I think I know the answer to this one, but I, maybe I don't. Texting or talking? Talking. <laughs> Texting takes a lot out of me. Like you have to sit there with your thumbs and write so much information. And even if you use Siri, sometimes it doesn't come out the way you want it to. I, if, if you, in any way of confrontation or business or anything like that, please call me. I don't want to text about it. <laughs> same. I'm going to, I'm going to say the same on that. Please don't text me if you have a problem <laughs> with me, especially. Uh, <laughs> do you have any secret talents? Secrets. Uh, I danced and uh, competitively since I, from like age three, well, I've danced since age three to 19. Competitively, I think you were only allowed to start at eight. Um, I traveled, I went to national conventions. Um, I actually, when I was in New York, asked to be signed by an agency at 12 years old, and my parents said, absolutely not. Um, I was. <laughs> I was taught by um, choreographers who did Britney Spears, um, whether it's the L.A. route or the or who are on Broadway, Tarzan, you name it. I'm going to have to. Um, I want to so see you dance one day. Yeah, we'll see. But I also <laughs> sing and, and I guess I act now. I'm a commercial model and actress on the side, but uh, I did take acting lessons since I was a child. I don't know how talented I am in those, but we'll. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm sure you're plenty talented if you're if it's anything like the rest of you, you're an incredible talented person and super smart. So uh, last question, though, for you. All right. You ready? Here we go. Current number of unanswered texts on your phone. I'm really great about the unanswered text. So I have seven unanswered texts as of right now. However, if you want to know the unread amount of <laughs> emails, it's a hundred and Thirteen thousand four hundred and fifty-four. So, wow, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, so yeah, props, props on that. Um, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think I could match that. Uh, I have eight fifty <laughs> right now in my inbox, my important inbox. So, there's that. Um, <laughs> well, Bianca, I really appreciate you taking the time to to join me on this episode. If anyone who's listening, whether they be on Clubhouse now or in the future when I upload this, uh, wants to get in touch with you, what's what's the best way for them to do it? You can email me at Bianca at roadblockfoundation.com. That's my professional email for my nonprofit. If you want to contact me about anything cyberbullying related um, or professionally. You can DM me on Instagram. My handle is at B0NCA, which means Bonka. Um, and you can also contact me on Twitter if you'd like at Bianca underscore Peynado, same name. And LinkedIn for a professional capacity as well. It's my same name. Amazing. Thank you, Bianca. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I will uh, see you on Clubhouse. Awesome. Look forward to it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, Jeff. Appreciate you too. Thanks for listening to Techie Bites. Stay tuned for more episodes every Tuesday with awesome interviews and conversations about technology and business. 
If you like what we're doing, please consider supporting our podcast at anchor.fm slash besttechie and or by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Both ways help us greatly and are much appreciated. So thank you. Until next time, we'll see you. And remember, remember, take care of your computers.